The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Live from the Bloomberg Interactive Brokers Studios, this is Bloomberg Daybreak for Thursday, January 12th. Coming up this hour. New questions for the FAA after that system meltdown held up thousands of flights. Pressure mounts on President Biden after a second batch of classified documents is found. Wall Street braces for this morning's inflation report. And sandwich chain Subway may be up for sale. There's word of a tentative agreement in the fourth day of a nurse's strike in New York City hospitals. Plus, calls are growing for New York Congressman George Santos to resign. I'm Michael Barr. More ahead. I'm John Stanshower in sports. Jalen Brunson led the Knicks to a home win over Indiana, a change in the Jets coaching staff. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak on Bloomberg 1130 New York, Bloomberg 991 Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 1061 Boston, Bloomberg 960 San Francisco, Sirius XM 119, and around the world on BloombergRadio.com and via the Bloomberg Business app. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. We're learning more about yesterday's air traffic meltdown and how a computer failure caused a cascading series of problems. Amy Morris has the latest from our Bloomberg 99.1 newsroom in Washington. Federal officials say this was not a cyber attack. It was a corrupted file caused by an engineer who replaced one file with another by mistake. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg tells CBS that the investigation is ongoing. We will not allow anything to take place that is not safe. But this is precisely why our focus right now is on understanding, identifying, and correcting anything related to the root cause of how this happened in the first place. Now, sources tell Bloomberg the problem which impacted the notice to air Air missions are no TAM system, also caused a failure in a related backup system, resulting in thousands of delayed and canceled flights. In Washington, I'm Amy Morris, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Amy, thank you. Now another major story we're following out of Washington this morning. President Joe Biden's aides have found another set of classified documents. This time they were found in a separate location from the first. And Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that story. Aides have been scouring offices that Mr. Biden used after his vice presidency, according to multiple media reports, this after the finding of classified documents in Pennsylvania. It's not clear when these were found and whether they've been returned to the National Archives, as the first ones were. White House spokeswoman Corrine Jean-Pierre says the White House will do the proper thing. We are committed to doing the right thing, uh, doing, the, doing this in the right way. And says these fines are not akin to Donald Trump taking classified files to Mar-a-Lago. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy has accused the Department of Justice of giving President Biden preferential treatment. In San Francisco, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Daybreak. Thank you, Ed. Turning to markets now, stocks are coming off two straight days of gains, and there is optimism that softening inflation will lead the Fed to change gears on rate hikes. Yardeni Research President Ed Yardeni thinks the worst of the market sell-off is now behind us. I think we made a low on October 12th in the market. I think that was the end of the bear market. And I think we're back in a bull market, not straight up. A lot of volatility, but I think uh, the the markets are telling us that the world economy is improving. 
Ed Yardeni made those comments on Bloomberg Surveillance. You can catch the show weekdays at 7 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio and subscribe to Surveillance anywhere you get your podcasts. Of course, Nathan, the immediate direction of markets will be greatly impacted by this morning's inflation report. And we get a preview from Bloomberg Economics correspondent Michael McKee. Old data may help the Fed make a new decision next month. Economists think December may have seen the first decline in the consumer price index since May 2020. While the drop would be largely a result of falling energy prices, it would signal progress in the Fed's fight against inflation. And while core prices are forecast to have ticked up a bit last month, both core and headline CPI should drop significantly compared with last year. That likely would lead Fed officials to dial back their next rate increase to just a quarter percentage point on February 1st. Michael McKee, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Mike, thanks. We also got inflation numbers out of Asia overnight. China's factory gate deflation narrowed in December, even as COVID infections slowed plant operations. Bloomberg Daybreak Asia anchor Brian Curtis has more from Hong Kong. The PPI dropped 0.7 percent, the estimate minus 0.1 percent. Consumer prices ticked up 1.8 percent, which was in line with estimates. The sudden end to COVID zero slowed factory operations as workers called in sick. Officials say the reopening gains will gather momentum and both consumer and producer prices will warm up. But they say overall inflation remains mild. In Hong Kong, Brian Curtis, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Brian, thank you. Well, one other note out of Asia this morning. China has not updated its daily COVID data for three days. That's adding to global concerns that Beijing is masking the true impact of the world's largest outbreak. The World Health Organization is renewing its call for more COVID data from China. And we got a couple of corporate stories to update you uh, this morning on, Karen, starting with Subway. There's word the sandwich chain may be considering a sale. Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger has the story. Subway has long been a potential target for private equity firms and other companies, and a person familiar with the matter tells Bloomberg the sandwich chain is exploring a potential deal. A sale could value Subway at more than $10 billion. The process is said to be in the early stages, and Subway could still decide against a sale. An emailed statement from Subway notes it is a privately held company, and it does not comment on its business plans. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Daybreak. All right, Jeff, thank you. Well, Bloomberg News has also learned that T-Mobile may buy a budget wireless carrier backed by actor Ryan Reynolds, Mint Mobile. We're told T-Mobile has been holding talks with Mint, but no final decision has been made. Reynolds owns about one-fourth of the company. And Disney is preparing for a proxy war with activist investor Nelson Peltz. Peltz nominated himself to the board in what could become a highly public debate over CEO Bob Iger's leadership. At the same time, the executive chair of Nike, Mark Parker, will take over as Disney's chairman. Parker will advise Iger and the board in finding the CEO's replacement. Straight ahead, your latest local headlines, plus a check of sports. This is Bloomberg. 39 degrees in Central Park right now. We're expecting scattered showers today, a high near 50. Temperatures are going to rise a bit tonight as the rain and a breeze continue. Time to take a look at some of the other stories now making news in New York and around the world with Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. There are reports of a possible tentative agreement overnight as we enter day four of a nurses' strike in New York City. That's according to ABC7. The nurses' union and administrators from the two hospitals affected have been negotiating. Roughly seven 
7,000 nurses from Mount Sinai in Manhattan and Montefiore in the Bronx went on strike calling for better patient-to-staff ratios. This nurse at Montefiore says that the COVID-19 pandemic put stress on an already strained healthcare system. We don't have a normal yet in healthcare because we are still grappling with the effects of the pandemic. And part of that is how much management is demanding of nurses that is simply unsafe and not beneficial to the patients we are serving. No word yet on any details of the tentative pact. Embattled Republican Congressman George Santos of New York is facing more calls to step down. Speaker Kevin McCarthy declined to call for Santos's resignation on Capitol Hill, and Santos says he won't step down. This as Republicans from his Long Island district called for him to resign. The head of the party in Nassau County, Joseph Cairo Jr., says Santos ran a campaign of lies, deceit, and fabrications. He disgraced the House of Representatives, and in particular, his fabrications went too far. Many groups were hurt. Specifically, I look at those families that were touched by the horrors of the Holocaust and feel for them. The GOP's Joseph Cairo, as federal prosecutors are looking into Santos's financial disclosures after he admitted to lying about many parts of his resume ahead of winning his seat. Thousands have been evacuated in Northern California, which has been hit by days of heavy rain and powerful wind with entire towns underwater. The death toll is now at least 18. Over the past two weeks, most of California received up to 600% of its normal rainfall. A guitar powerhouse is gone. Jeff Beck, who pushed the boundaries of blues, jazz, and rock and roll, has died. Jeff Beck was 78. Global News, 24 hours a day on air and on Bloomberg Quick Take. Powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg. Nathan. All right, Michael, thanks. Time for the Bloomberg Sports Update, brought to you by Tri-State Audi. Good morning, John Stashauer. Good morning, Nathan. Nick's back at the Garden two nights after they blew a 17-point third-quarter lead. It nearly happened again. Nick's went from up 25 to up only two, but a 7-0 run. Game-sealing three-pointer by Quentin Grimes. Nick's beat Indiana 119-113. Another big game for Jalen Brunson. He followed up his 44-point game with 34 more. R.J. Barrett returned from his finger injury to score 27. The Knicks visit Washington tomorrow. The Nets host Boston tonight. Battle the top two teams in the East. Rangers and Islanders both have home games tonight as well. College hoops. Rutgers won at Northwestern. Cam Spencer, 23 points. He made six of seven three-pointers. Carlos Correa passed his physical in Minnesota, something that did not happen with the Mets or Giants. Robert Sala goes way back with his offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur, but LaFleur coached a Jets offense that was dreadful, especially down the stretch, and Sala fired LaFleur, whose brother is the head coach at Green Bay. As for Giants coach Brian Dayball, he was asked if making the playoffs was the goal at the start. The goal isn't to come out every season and be lousy. It's to improve and keep competing and win as many football games as you can. You know, our foundation is is built on our consistency, our approach, our work ethic, uh, how we do things on and off the field, all those type of things. And again, you know, like I say every week, I can live with the with the results. I don't like them. I can live with them if we're doing the right stuff. It's the Giants and Vikings Sunday in Minnesota, a playoff game between two teams who both were outscored during the regular season. John Stash, we're Bloomberg Sports. Nathan? 
Thank you, John. Bloomberg Sports was brought to you by Audi. Don't let someone else drive off in the Audi model you've always wanted. Visit your local tri-state Audi dealer to get behind the wheel of yours today or visit AudiOffers.com for more information. We'll hear about the potential Washington reaction to the airport meltdown just ahead. First, S&P futures are down two points. Dow futures down 14. NASDAQ futures down nine points. Ten-year Treasury is down one thirty-second, yield 3.54%. And the yield on the two-year is 4 4.24% as we wait. CPI data, 8.30, Wall Street time. Live from coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager on a morning when the Biden administration is facing pressure on policy and political fronts. First, on policy, lots of questions for the Federal Aviation Administration this morning after that system meltdown that stranded thousands of flights across the country. And on politics, another batch of classified documents could give Republicans more fodder to use against the president. For more on all this, we're joined by Terry Haynes, founder of Pangea Policy. Terry, it's good to speak with you. Uh, Let's start with the FAA. What does this flight system a meltdown mean when it comes to the effectiveness of the regulators whose goal it is, whose job it is, to keep passengers safe in the air? Good morning, Nathan. A uh, couple of things on that. One, uh, uh, you know, kudos to them in the, for, uh, for at least stepping up and uh, been doing the right thing when they, when they saw something go haywire. Uh, that inconvenienced an awful lot of people, but, uh, but uh, it was the right decision to take. Uh, so, you know, firstly, that. Secondly, uh, I think we're about to find out whether uh, Secretary Buttigieg is an active or reactive uh, Secretary of Transportation. Uh, what you got here is uh, you know, a, a situation where the uh, the oversight of the department uh, on the FAA and the FAA itself looks much more passive than active. Uh, Bloomberg's been doing some excellent reporting on this, by the way, in the uh, uh, one of the things that your reporters note is that uh, the agency has been in the process of updating this NOTAM system, uh, but the upgrade is behind schedule, apparently in, cu- in part because of cuts in funding to the agency's technology budget, and uh, and the system that failed was based on older technology. So uh, the department, I think, is going to, and the secretary himself, since he's been there for two years, is going to have a lot of questions to answer about uh, what the department's priorities are, and frankly, why they're not uh, uh, why they're not paying better attention to make sure that the pipes that uh, that link the transportation systems all together uh, aren't leaking and in fact are state of the art. Well, what do you need to see, Terry, in order to uh, show that the FAA is making progress in keeping its systems up to date? Uh, well, they're going to have to do a whole lot more. They're going to have to uh, pour a lot more money into technology, and that's a decision for the secretary and for for Congress to the extent that Congress is involved in making the cuts. Uh, but certainly for the secretary, who can reprogram some money. Uh, and uh, you know, if I were them, I'd be I'd be interested in doing a, uh, a task force that. Uh, made it clear uh, substantively and made it clear to the public that. Uh, Fixing this and making it uh, making the system overall better is the top priority to the agency, uh, and it's not clear that it is right now. I want to move to this uh, report of another set of classified documents reportedly found at another office that President Biden used while he was out of office. Is this going to be tougher for the president to explain? 
Uh, it already is. Uh, you know, glass houses, huh? Uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot of people, including uh, uh, including uh, this network, who uh, you know brought out all the uh, all the outrage uh, that Biden expressed about uh, the things that Trump was doing. I'm not meaning to uh, to suggest equivalency here. There's too, there's frankly too much we don't know, uh, but the behavior so far, I think, is uh, is troubling and not a trouble anybody who's a supporter of the president's you've got uh before the, even the first uh revelation if two to three months lag here in uh in talking about it publicly uh which is curious uh and there's no comment at all on uh on you know what or why these problems are existing and uh and it's very strange that you've got a situation you know to over two years or about two years after the president became president, uh, that there are still offices around that are uh, that have documents of any kind. In them. I mean, I don't, don't understand what they're doing with that. Uh, so, you know, there's a bigger story here. No, nobody knows what it is right now. I think uh, Congress will play some role in getting to the bottom of that. But uh, and I think, frankly, the press will, too. But White House is behind the eight ball on this so far. Only about 30 seconds left here, Terry, but the Republicans have said that they're going to investigate the president on multiple fronts. Does this turn into a main focus for them? Uh, it'll turn into a, big, a, a much bigger focus than it had before. It, it is a matter of uh, going back to the, uh, the not meaning to compare this to Watergate, of course, but uh, going back to the Watergate days, this is going to be a matter of what the president knew and uh, and when did he know it. Uh, they're going to have a chain of custody uh, argument, and, uh, and, and the White House is not going to have any good answers as to how this occurred. Uh, that's going to fan the flames here. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast-to-coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.